0: Welcome back to episode 12, season two of the Creator Podcast. This is a, a, a new direction for us because Darrell was able to record his own interview. So usually, or sometimes in the past, I've recorded an interview and then I send it to him, and then we, uh, through the power, uh, the magical power of podcasting, uh, do a little intro for it. But uh, this time, he sent me the file, and I got to listen to it, and uh, we're excited that you had this great conversation with um, Salvation Army Southwest Ohio, Northeast Kentucky power couple, uh, Amy and Jerome Ray.
1: Oh, yeah, they're a good group. Um, We're really happy to be able to work with them. They're so knowledgeable and passionate about ministry, and uh, I think that'll come through in the podcast.
0: And this was recorded late July, early August, somewhere in there. You guys were, were just coming to the end of your summer of ministry at Camp Swinecki?
1: Yep. It was right around the end of that, and they had a they had some great insight around what that ministry looked like and and how it was different from a traditional summer.
0: Absolutely, and uh, I should also note that with you recording it uh, with them, this is the cleanest audio in the history of the Creator Podcast. Uh, it just <laughs> sounds amazing, um, and and the two of them uh, have these incredible voices i think you commented on it uh early in the interview and i had actually written down in my notes why don't the rays have their own podcast but now they they kind of do have their own podcast uh, you, you've been doing something with them uh, in uh in your podcast studio out there in ohio
1: yeah so uh captains chris and ashley Mock had had this idea around uh, doing a podcast for young adults and we kind of just were able to thankfully bring it into fruition. It's something that we're passionate about and uh, taking that next step and creating the studio at the office was just perfect for these two.
0: Jerome's voice is is like the audio equivalent of a rich chocolate brownie.
1: Yeah, I mean that's one way to put it.
0: Is that uncomfortable? I don't think I want to do that. Let's not do that. Uh, uh, no, I think it's great. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to think there are racial overtones there. Um, so let me go for something else. <laughs> uh, it, it, Jerome's voice is like absolutely made for a podcast or radio. I mean, he's it's, it, it's like silky smooth. It's incredible.
1: It's like a rich chocolate brownie. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta keep
0: that in there. Okay. <laughs> we're working it out. Um, there you go. So I found it interesting as you were talking to them that they had to make a lot of adjustments to, to keep the ministry going. Uh, during COVID. One of the things Amy said is that she hates social media and she self-identifies as the youngest boomer, but it was the only option to, to get a hold of the people that they wanted to reach in their ministry.
1: Yeah, so they both had to really navigate unfamiliar skills and even invade spaces that perhaps they weren't at ease in. And uh, really proud of the work Amy and Jerome have done utilizing media and social media specifically.
0: Yeah, learning to be a a content creator and and having you know sort of a deadline to get a video out or get photos up or or those kind of things pretty quickly is, uh, is a big challenge and um, and and they've they've risen to that challenge. So we talk a lot about that in Absolutely. in this episode. So. Near the tail end of this episode, we we kind of get into their description of camp when things are are normal, and they they tell a little bit about Camp Swinecki, which is a beautiful property that that the Salvation Army has, um, and uh, and then we're going to leave you with a cliffhanger in terms of how it was in the in the summer of 2021, camp with no kids. So that's how this. Part will end, and then the Rays will be back next week for part two of the conversation entitled A Very Sad Forest. So let's get right into Darrell's sit down with Amy and Jerome Ray.
1: Well, I am Darrell, and we are back here on the Creator Pod and we have two wonderful guests with us today, and they're going to be telling us a little bit about how they've, been ha- they've had to be a little more creative um, in a different space because of COVID-19. We've been this entire season interviewing people, we call them COVID creators, um, people who have creative skills and abilities and have had to adjust because of the virus and how it's impacted our churches, our communities, um, even the workplace. So I would like to introduce to you Jerome Ray and Amy Ray. Say hi, guys.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: (laughs) I was just talking to them, and I said they got, like, the perfect voice for these things. (laughs) Amy sounds like that pop radio host, and Jerome sounds like you will fall asleep (laughs) if you listen to him driving at 1 a.m.
3: That's right. Smooth jazz.
1: (laughs) Smooth jazz, yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about yourselves. What do you guys do?
2: So we're married. We'll just say that. So (laughs) we're married. That is one thing that we do. But (laughs) we are
3: are not brother and sister.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, and we work for the Salvation Army um, at a headquarters position in the youth department, which is kind of a lot to throw at you at the beginning. But what that really means is we just we work with youth and kids um, and young adults. All all of the above in (laughs) ministry. Um, My official title is Christian Ed and Worship Arts Coordinator. And through the year, um, basically, the sum of that is that we support the different Salvation Army churches, which are called CORE. Um, They use the Army lingo. (laughs) Connect that dot. Um, But And so we support them in their programming and help a little bit with the administration of the curriculum, but then also we do events that pull all those groups together at different times throughout the year.
3: Yeah, and my official title is Program Director. Um, A lot of that is because of my role during the summer with camp. Um, And then I also help planning the big events throughout the year that we do, Um, and then I also do some other things here and there.
1: Yeah. So these guys have, have they they have one overarching responsibility and that's centered around youth and young adults and ministry. Um, but their their jobs are kind of broken up into different areas where sometimes because they're married, they get to work Hi. together. Uh, and because of the nature of their position, they, some of their responsibilities overlap. So they kind of got like, you can divide their responsibilities into two seasons almost. You have the program year and you have the summer calendar. So we're, we'll talk a little bit about the program year. And so, Jerome, tell me a little bit about what you do for the Salvation Army.
3: Yeah, so throughout the year, um, I do... Um, this do the administrative work uh, for a, a thing we call troops um, a lot of people um, understand that more as like the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts um, it's very similar to that in that um, the kids earn badges uh, by um, doing different activities and and learning uh, different things in different areas and so they can do earn badges like aviation badge or a woodworking badge or a basket weaving badge and there's hundreds of badges that they could earn but um yeah so i i do kind of the administrative work um so they they send me their information and i send them their badges and awards and all that kind of stuff um and then i also uh, run our website and um do some social media stuff and um and a, a lot of planning. Lots of planning. Mm-hmm. Lots of planning throughout
1: the year. Yeah.
2: You have a really low voice. The whole time you're talking, all I could think about was that your voice is really low. <laughs>
1: yeah. We might have to get him to sing um, harmony on yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, um, I'll let you ask the questions before I just start talking.
1: Oh no, you're good. So tell me a little bit about what you do during the year with your responsibility in Christian ed.
2: Okay. So administratively, there are um, Salvation Army programs that are um, directed toward mentorship and, and membership of the Salvation Army. So I do a lot of admin with that so um and even some grading papers <laughs> it just sounds that's fun which <laughs> sounds silly but it's actually a great blessing for me because some of these teens have really deep answers for um some really deep questions and uh and it's just I don't know. I, I love sitting there. I write a lot of them down and just, <laughs> just to reflect on. But um, and then I do some of the website stuff with those programs, mainly just making sure people can access the curriculum that they need on those websites. So that's kind of part of the desk work that I do. Um, and then also I have it's I should have brought my job description to just look at all <laughs> what I do. Um, because there's a lot that falls in the cracks. Yeah. Um yeah, so um and then also, I just, I think also supporting the teens is part of what I see my role as. So um, just reaching out here and there and just saying, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Um, which is really fun. I enjoy the hands-on part of that. And then um, collectively, we do monthly programming in our in our office. And so some of the planning that Jerome was talking about is directed towards those monthly programs that we do. Um, and so one of those is Ignite, which is a teen program that brings the different youth groups together on a Friday night. And we do worship and then games and just like a big youth group party kind of <laughs> think of it that way um and then also a saturday program that we do this is the worship arts part of my job um we do something called swat which is just Swaneki worship arts oh man now i'm gonna team <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I panicked a little bit in my mind <laughs> like i'm gonna say it wrong um and so they come on saturdays and we do dance drama um we teach teens how to be in a worship team. Um, and then there's also a brass side of that, which is not my side. That's our, um, LaSanne who also works with us, but that's part of that day. So, um, I do a lot of work with that, getting the leaders and, um, and working with the the teens and, um, yeah. So um, what am I missing? Probably something. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. And in addition to all of that,
1: they're also responsible for helping the core to do these programs at the local level. Um, as well, as we said, the core are churches in the Salvation Army. So we have about you know 30-plus all around um, our region here um, in southwest Ohio and northeast Kentucky. And so there's a lot happening, and they got their hands in most of it. So it's, a, it's exciting to hear and to have them to be able to explain a little bit about how they've now had to adjust, because with the virus, um, a lot of what they do is in person. And because of the COVID pandemic, A lot of that has had to change. So Amy, what what are some of the things that you would say are the biggest changes since COVID has taken place?
2: I have a love-hate relationship with social media. (laughs) (laughs) I like to not get on for a long time just because I get annoyed with how much time it sucks up. Um, And so I had to start to learn how to be on social media. I'm probably the like oldest youngest boomer. Is that what we said the <laughs> other day? Like, I just yeah. don't necessarily enjoy, um, I would rather be in person with people. And um, and so I had to figure, I just remember sitting around talking about stats. Jerome is way better at this stuff than I am. But um, so I, I think just having to rely on those airwaves to connect with people was mm-hmm. really hard. And so that was something that I know We had, I mean, we started doing live events like many other places were. And so I think a a huge thing that we saw was that our teens, which was probably the biggest, um, what we were maybe the most involved with and felt like was our best programming, is what dropped off. And, and and it switched with the young adults. I felt like we connected with young adults through the COVID time way better, and we were able to um, just be creative with the young adults who who were um, reaching out, and um, and so we did a virtual Bible study with them, which was successful only because they wanted to be there, you know, and and so they were craving that, and so that was something that switched for us the um, the teens kind of losing that ministry in the sense and feeling a little bit out of control with that group and then seeing the young adults come out of the woodwork was kind of awesome. I actually don't remember what the original question is, so I'm kind of just talking. <laughs> so um, if I didn't answer it, can we
1: uh, redirect? <laughs> so yeah, the, well, fast, So this is why they work well as a team. When one stumbles, the other can pick up. That's right. So we'll ask Jerome the same question. What would you say were the biggest changes and adjustments that you had to make during COVID?
3: Yeah, so um, for me, uh, I feel like a lot of my attention went into uh, learning how to be a um, content creator. Um, And that's videos, audio, um, you know, editing those things um it was it was a huge learning curve because it's i mean people go to school for for years to yeah. learn this stuff and um we had to learn it on the fly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so we were you know producing live events and doing recorded pre-recorded events um and so just learning how to do all of that stuff um i'd, I'd probably say the live events was were the hardest for me mm-hmm. because um it's it's live, obviously. So you know, if anything is messing up, you have to fix it in that moment. Um, and so, just kind of learning uh, all of that, it was a it was a huge learning curve, but it was um, it was a lot of fun. Um, Video
2: editing was another huge part of our year. Yeah, yeah, and
3: it Amy was... Amy
1: remembers the question.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, one of the things that Amy was talking about was the social media, um, we we've our social media presence has always been minimal. Um, but that had to pick up because that was the only way for us to stay in contact with people. Um, you know, we, one of the things that Amy talked about was our monthly um, teen gathering that we would do every year and, or every month. And um, to not have that um, in person um, connection with our teens was really hard for us on a, on a personal level, um, not just a, a professional level. So um, not having that connection was really hard. And so we were just trying to find different ways um, to connect with them virtually.
2: I also feel like there was a lot of processing what was actually working because we would try something and then it just didn't catch on. And then we had to revamp it. And so it was just a it felt like we were constantly changing not a bad thing it just it just maybe felt um i don't even know the words to describe it just it felt like there wasn't a great baseline all the time for everything that we were doing but yeah
3: and we had to learn to learn to be okay um with things not going exactly how we wanted to or um like our ignite service that we would do live it was reaching a lot of people, but it wasn't the people that we originally intended. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we had to do a kind of a lot of reflection on okay, if it's not reaching the people we want, uh, is it still worth it to keep doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then on the on the flip side of that, okay, so what do we do to reach the people that we really want to reach? Um, so it was a lot of like reflection and trial and error, and um, it was it was fun to you know have yeah, to be to have to be creative and and learn new things.
2: I think there're skills that we'll use in person even. I mean, we learned a lot about live streaming and the equipment and video editing and stuff that maybe people don't see, but those are used in services all the time now, even live services, real in person. It's hard when you say live, <laughs> <laughs> it became a dual meaning, but yeah. So. So what
1: would you say from all the things that you, because you mentioned you had to become a content creator. You mentioned you had to learn all these skills, these editing, the, the, you know, the, in the moment with the live streaming. Um, what would you say is something that you've started that you will continue to do? Marital
3: pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <these laughs> the, the who wants to go first. Well,
2: normally I take over first. And so drum kind of just is very gentleman like, and I'll let you go first. The
0: Creator Podcast is brought to you by Boxer Beard Co. and we're gonna do something a little bit different in terms of the ad for my uh, t-shirt company. Uh, Darrell has the the shop uh, pulled up in front of him, our red bubble shop, and um, you know this is going to be excellent podcast material. But why don't you uh, talk about some of the designs there that catch your eye? Uh, we're having a visual discussion on an audio media.
1: Oh, so I got to be really detailed here. <laughs> Not going to happen. But, no, I, I've, I've seen some of Drew's work before. He's actually made some stuff for me with my teen ministry, uh, our Worthington shirts, uh, which were awesome. And, and the teens really enjoyed when I got to wear mine. Um, but as i look on here now man all these new stickers you got going i'm a, i'm a big fan uh vaccinated and caffeinated i think that uh i think that that's a great one and if you're if you're a fan of uh, the northeast and new england specifically you got to get yourself a wicked smart sticker with your dunkin colors
0: yeah that one has is our top seller by far in fact a couple weeks back somebody bought 90 of those stickers in one transaction um, and if you know anything about Redbubble, you make about twenty cents a sticker. Um, so it's not like I'm putting my kids through college with this thing, but it's been a, a really fun creative <laughs> outlet. And and Wicked Smart is definitely uh, our our biggest seller on uh, on the shop.
1: You know, I would say that those colors, that Duncan theme, is how my wife became the worst bandwagon Patriots fan. Uh, she started to like the Patriots because Duncan had discount coffee every time they won.
0: You know, that is, uh, that is the way to some people's hearts, even if they are not fans <laughs> of the greatest NFL football team in history. Yeah, you know,
1: everybody's got opinions. It's the
0: Internet. <laughs> 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 so the link to the shop is in the show notes. And let's get back to our interview with Amy and Jerome Ray.
2: Marital pause. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
3: the the who wants to go first. Well,
2: normally I take over first, and so drum kind of just is very gentleman-like, and I'll let you go first.
3: Well, it is my birthday, so Mm -hmm. I'll go first. Um, (laughs) Well, I know that uh, social media um, is something that I would love to continue to do. Um, One thing that I did was um, I would do, um, I don't even know what. They call these things, but like a, a themed, um, like weekly post. Um, and so I did one called Camp Love. Um, and so I got people for, who had worked at camp, some from you know, recent years and some from like 30 years ago, mm-hmm. 30 plus years ago. And they um, would send me why they loved camp. And then I would make a post about it and put a picture of them up. And um, so I, I just think things like that are cool because it's ways for people who. Aren't necessarily involved with camp anymore um, or that don't know about things that go on at camp um, it's a way for them to um, get involved to to see some of the things that are happening um, at camp and in our division and um, so it's it's I think social media is something that um, will continue to grow for for us um, and then um one one other thing that I did was I started creating videos for um, some of the core who are church leaders who um, weren't as tech savvy mm-hmm. um so I created a couple videos for them to that were kind of instructional videos. Mm-hmm. um so I think it would be cool for us to do um, more instructional videos like that for people in our area um, who maybe don't want to ask the question um, or who have the questions but don't necessarily want to ask um, but are looking for that information
1: oh absolutely
2: i think video editing is one of the things that we'll use even in small in small ways but it was definitely um i took it took hours of research to actually make a three-minute video (laughs) like it just took a long time so that's one thing and then also i like drums and just reflecting on the data that comes from social media i think was something that i learned a lot about that's just not i know analyzing data is definitely a good place to start but i think social media and who you're reaching and what kind of videos are taking you know taking off so that was one thing that i think we will definitely continue to do and and just reaching out to people, and and I know I don't love doing it via social media, but it works. <laughs> so. Yeah, it does. It allows
1: you to reach a, a yeah. lot of people, particularly when you can't be face to face. It it does mm-hmm. come in handy. There's some downsides to yeah. social media. Yeah, for Absolutely. Sure. If you've ever logged on Twitter, you know exactly <laughs> what I mean. Um, but social media can be a useful tool, yeah. just mm-hmm. like um, most things. And you guys keep mentioning camp.
0: What mm-hmm. what is camp? Ha! I got you! You were thinking that Jerome and Amy were going to answer that question, but we are going to stop it right there on that cliffhanger question what is camp? And we will be back with Amy and Jerome Ray in the next episode next week. Please like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends about the Creator Pod. We would love for more than a dozen people to hear what we do every week on this show. Thanks very much. On behalf of Durrell this is Drew.
1: It's like a rich chocolate brownie. <laughs>